Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Build Black Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Dope Black Dads podcast. I am your host, Lewis Howell. And what a topic we are going to be talking about today. Listen, let me tell you people, this is one that, if we're being 100% honest, has probably been discussed or probably one of the most discussed topics in a lot of spaces and forums in and amongst we as black people who want to empower ourselves as a community who want to go about being able to experience more prosperity this is probably a topic that gets discussed more than anything and any conversation that is about how we go about bettering our community regardless of what sector or you know factor and aspect of our community we talk about always comes back to this particular topic and that is economic empowerment because the truth of the matter is we do live in a world where the concept of money exists, you know? I agree, money is a made up construct. I agree there was once a time in history where it didn't exist. But the saying that money makes the world go round, as much as it may not physically be true, because you know, like effectively the world rotates on its own axis and all that kind of stuff. The truth of the matter is the experience that we have as people living on this planet requires us to have access to money to be economically sound, to be continuously thinking about the generation and building and sustaining and protection of wealth. It's just true. If we are not in a position where we are prioritizing that and have models to sustain that, then unfortunately we're going to be in a challenge situation. And that will affect not only you know us as individuals, speaking to all of my dope black dads out there, my dope black mums out there, my dope black aunties, uncles, cousins, nephews, nieces, you know, family members, whatever. But also it will affect us on a collective level. And that's just how it goes. So today's topic is economic empowerment for black people. So let's talk about this, right? Why is it so important for us to focus on our economic empowerment as a people? You know, the truth of the matter is, and I hate the fact that we do have to always come back to this particular point, but we can't run away from the fact that it is and was and continues to be a significant point within the history of our people. But, you know, you think about it, right? There have been so many examples 
enslavement being one, colonization being another, and all of the different systems that were created in relation to those. There are so many examples of where historical events, like those that I've named, have led to significant disparities that our communities now face. You know, you think about things like enslavement, things like colonization, you know, and the fact that there are then specific countries and people who therefore have more access to power, to privilege, to wealth. It means that they are able to create structures that have continued to hold us back from being able to participate economically, from being able to have access to the opportunities to where wealth can be generated on an individual and collective level. So economic empowerment is crucial so that we can go about being able to address some of those historical and systemic disparities that have been created by some of those moments in, in the past. You know, think about it, like the legacy of slavery, you know, segregation, the discriminations that, that still exist today. But obviously, I say obviously, I was going to say obviously at one point in time or much worse, but I actually know the real thing to say is at one point in time or much more overt you know, um, and in some cases, maybe even more physical, um, you know, the truth of the matter is they have long lasting effects. You know, you think about the fact that at one point in time, black people wouldn't have necessarily been able to access banking services. And therefore we might have gone on to create our own. But as we've seen many a time within history, even when we've gone on to go and do those things, oftentimes those particular systems that we've created for ourselves and 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 opportunities to work on a community and collective level to go about empowering ourselves get taken away from us usually by the dominant group in society who in my opinion is fearful of seeing us being able to be empowered in that way so we might have those opportunities taken away from us and you know we can point to many more examples but one of the more common ones being talked about nowadays and that many of us should at this point know about are examples like Tulsa in Oklahoma, you know, where we were deemed to have had what we called our, or they are now calling, I should say, our own version of Black Wall Street, where you had, you know, hundreds, thousands even of black businesses being able to operate with one another so effectively in order to be able to circulate wealth and keep that wealth in the community. That's just one of many examples of where when we go about empowering ourselves, unfortunately, such issues are taken away. But similarly, if you talk about participation in some of the opportunities to build wealth and or even just be able to bring in income and maintain that and grow that income on a personal level within a structure that's been created outside of our society, like the ones we see today, where most of the institutions and organizations and companies and corporations that are thriving, thriving may not necessarily always be owned by us, but when it comes to even being able to access jobs and careers within some of those particular spaces, historically and to some extent still today, we experience discrimination in those spaces and or an op a lack of opportunity to participate in those spaces. So we want to acknowledge that, making it even more important for us to think about how we take full responsibility of our own economic empowerment. Now, I'm going to be real. We've, I've been talking for however many minutes it's been, guys, and now all I've done is just paint the picture in terms of how bad it is. But even me, I can feel within myself, it's just not, it's, it's not good enough for me to just talk about the issues. It's just not, it's just not good enough. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like we know that wealth and income inequality and the fact that we have less access to capital and investment is a problem. We already know that, you know, we already know all of the things that I've just discussed. 
So what are we going to do about it? Because I know personally that the listeners we have out there want solutions. We don't just want to be a talking shop. We don't just want to paint bad pictures. We don't just want to wallow in our sorrows. We want to do something about it. So what is a potential starting point? We know that empowerment in any form will require education. Why? Because quite often it is the access to information, the sharing of knowledge, the ability to develop one's understanding, be that through experience or sharing of experiences that leads to people being able to empower themselves as a result of that insight they will have gained. So we know that in terms of being able to economically empower ourselves, education is going to create, it's going, it's going to play a massive part. So we got to think about what are the spaces that are being created and more importantly, where they already exist that are being utilized and further promoted and given the resource that we may have available to us to sustain, to ensure that we can educate ourselves. And that includes both our children and our young people, as well as us as adults to be educated around what good economic empowerment looks like. Hi, I'm Marcus Ramtahol from Dope Black Dads, and I'm here to tell you to mark your calendars because the London Podcast Festival is back and it's bigger and better than ever before. Picture this, the stage is set, the spotlight is on, and the stars of the show are none other than the dynamic duo of podcasts, Dope Black Dads and Dope Black Mums. Yes, you heard it right. Join us on Thursday the 7th of September 2023 at 1900 hours BST at the iconic 90 York Way in London, United Kingdom. To hear from the voices that have been igniting thought-provoking discussions and sharing their unique perspectives on parenting, relationships, the black experience, culture, and so much more. Whether you're a dedicated listener of Dope Black Dads or Dope Black Mums, or you're simply passionate about podcasts that challenge the norm and foster genuine connections, this event is tailor-made for you. Bring your energy, bring your questions, and get ready to immerse yourself in an evening of podcast magic. Tickets are limited, so don't wait too long to secure your spot. Head over to www.kingsplace.co.uk. We're counting down the days to seeing you there. You know, I think it is beautiful, the fact that we are seeing so many more people acknowledge the understanding of supporting Black-owned businesses through patronizing them through becoming customers of them and maintaining a certain level of loyalty and going out of our way to look for the black owned alternative to many of our day-to-day purchases. That's fantastic. One thing to consider is how do we go about having more black owned businesses within a lot more spaces, a lot more sectors, a lot more industries. Now I appreciate some of the sectors and industries where we currently may not have necessarily that many black owned options, may also be the same sectors and industries where to start a business in that particular sector or industry does require a significant amount of capital. So it becomes catch 22, like how can we go about starting a business in that industry for us to patronize if we don't already have the access to capital for that business to even be started and get off the ground? You know, I appreciate that, but it is still something to consider. Like it's beautiful that we have so many people in the fashion space, jewelry space, food space, um, whatever it may be that are doing fantastic. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Fantastic things. And so many people up to this point are still doing those things alongside having to have another job or way of bringing in income into their household. So credit to every single person that's doing that. But we do also need the black owned insurance company and the black owned bank and the supermarket. And the, do you know what I mean? Those slightly larger corporation, corporations that will really help us to have representation in some spaces where big money is being made. So it does start with education. Because once we're able to educate ourselves as to the fact that this is what it takes in order to be able to improve on an individual and a collective level. We will start to think differently about the kinds of businesses we may set up, the kinds of institutions that need to be developed, the ways in which we might go about increasing the level of even like um, qualification that exists amongst us to put us in a position where we are capable of setting up certain types of institutions, corporations, etc. Because the truth of the matter is, without having people who have the right qualifications, licenses, and are registered with the right bodies. We might not even be in a position to go about being able to start some of these things. So the education is key. It opens our eyes, it broadens our horizons. And then that's where the financial literacy as part of that education and making sure that we are making that as inclusive as possible. So that financial literacy being made available, not just to those who might be the most academic and intelligent and, and fortunate enough to enter some of the, what might at the moment be more prestigious, less even argumentatively say white owned spaces, not just saying it's the people from our community who have access to those spaces, but that everybody, even the person who seems to be on the very margins of our society, who doesn't necessarily seem to be that close to power and privilege because of their education level, formal, I should say, their formal education level, or for argument's sake, their ability status and ever other aspects of their identity, making them close to that. But actually those people who are deemed to be on the very margins and who up to this point, some would say hard to reach, but actually not necessarily hard to reach, just I would say under considered, you know, let's be honest, but making sure that they also have full access to that financial literacy so that they can go about being part of our empowerment journey. Because the truth of the matter is there is a significant connection between the criminal justice system and how much representation we have there and economic empowerment. You know, it's, it sounds almost remedial, one could argue, when you say that the truth of the matter is, if people do not feel that they can be empowered economically on an individual level, they can access, grow, sustain, and protect wealth. They also feel that there are very few opportunities that are helping them to overcome the barriers that they face in order to do everything that I've just mentioned. Unfortunately, they may turn to other means. And those means may include criminal activity, 
If those means include criminal activity, you therefore get overrepresentation within the criminal justice system, overrepresentation in prisons, in terms of interactions with the police, arrests, etc. So it's really important that we acknowledge that that is the case and therefore put in place the preventative measures, which include education around financial literacy and, and being inclusive within that, and also include the way in which we ensure that when we are creating opportunities, be it through the starting of businesses and institutions and organizations, that we're really thinking about being able to provide opportunity for experience development, but most importantly, job provision for those people who are showing all of the signs and or meeting much of the criteria that tells us, unfortunately, they could be more likely to engage in criminal activity so we can use our economic empowerment as a preventative measure for, for those people who may end up in those paths and therefore may be overrepresented within that space. But beyond just our own financial literacy and education and being inclusive, beyond just acknowledging the connection between criminal justice and economic empowerment, we do need to advocate for policy change. Why is it that we haven't got local councils, regional councils, you know, um, citywide assemblies and mayors and, you know, other decision makers and policy makers going up to national level, going up to federal level. If you're on the other side of the, the pond, you know what I'm saying? You can clearly tell I'm in England. So if you're on the other side of the pond, then, you know, we're going to start talking at federal level, even though we don't use that language as much over here, but we've got to account for our brothers and sisters on both sides. But actually, why aren't we putting in, why aren't we advocating for policy changes to really say we need to dismantle these systemic barriers? You know, what does it look like to have a fund that has been ring fenced solely for black entrepreneurs, for, you know, um, black people to be able to thrive in specific career pathways that we know will help us to be able to then distribute wealth towards our community? What does it look like to ensure that we have black people involved in the grant making processes and that is written into policy? What does it mean to ensure that, you know, for example, a certain amount of people must be represented from our community in certain spaces where decision making is happening? You know, policy change plays a massive part. What does it mean to say that actually in this particular locality, all of the business ownership must reflect that particular community so when someone puts in that application to say i want to be able to start a shop here no you can't because you're not representative of that community someone might turn around and say oh but if someone from that community is not putting in the application themselves yeah so we do the work to help them to see that they can have a business in their own locality they are worthy of being able to do that and it doesn't just have to be the one that everybody else has had but actually they might have an interest or a skill set in something else and we are going to make sure that because the policy says the businesses in this locality must be reflective of said community by way of race, ethnicity. And in this case, we're talking about black people. Perfect. We therefore need to ensure that we are finding and encouraging and supporting and nurturing those potential entrepreneurs to start the businesses that need to exist in that locality because the policy says that those people who run those businesses must be reflective and representative of that community. Just an example of one potential policy change. What about actually ensuring that the amount of grants given, investment given, and other forms of funding given to businesses within a particular sector, industry, locality, whatever, there is a certain percentage that is always being given to black owned businesses and institutions. And, and the reason I say that is because some people might not classify themselves as running a business and that's fine because you might be running a non-profit, you might be running, you know, you might be like more of a think tank or a research-based institution. 
So actually, wherever it is that the source of funds that those particular organizations and institutions need, they also need to have the same things in place. That a certain percentage must go to the black community. Why? Because historically it hasn't done. Someone might say, oh, but isn't that like reverse discrimination? Nah, it's positive action. That's what it is. That's what it's called. It's positive action. You acknowledge what you've done wrong historically and you make all of the efforts now to change that by doing the right thing going forwards. And then if we bring all of this together and say, okay, what about the spaces where decisions are being made and powers being held? We need to ensure that we've got that representation and that we are represented from a diversity standpoint in corporate leadership spaces within public institutions. You know, I mentioned, you know, things like even just being on a grant making panel plays a big part. That organization that's put in that, that that application and might be referencing something that is very specific to their culture and their community, that by not having someone who's from that culture or community in the space of decision making to be able to translate to others who are on that board who may not be from that culture or community saying, listen, when they say they're going to be using this particular approach to being able to engage young people, engage mothers, engage whoever it may be from this community in this particular activity, or actually they're going to be, you know, this particular type of business is going to work because actually there are a number of people who have been longing for a particular product or service like that, but you just wouldn't know. Because you're not us. Do you get what I'm saying? You're not one of us. Do you get what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah, you ain't been to the cookout. How would you know that? Blame. But the truth of the matter is you need us in those spaces. When we're in those spaces of corporate leadership, public institutions, decision-making, all of that, it plays a massive part in terms of being able to ensure that our experiences are being translated so that then the resource that we might need, which in this case, we're talking finances, can be distributed to us accordingly. And we've seen in history that when we have been in those positions, we've been able to make that work. Here in the UK, we had a period of time in the 1980s where a lot of black people were getting into um, roles working within local councils. Some of them moving up to some of the real high levels within those councils. It's no surprise then that more money was being given to local black led organizations that are doing work with the black community from the council pot of funds. So many more organizations are getting that money because you have people from our community in leadership. A lot of people who are already activists in the community were the ones going and getting those roles because they realized that's where they had power. Unfortunately, you know, media campaigns and societal pressure caused that to change. And it's just one example of how when we start to take up these roles, we can create real systemic, sustainable change. So we've talked about a lot today. This is all about economic empowerment for us as black people, for us as a community. Please let us know what are your thoughts? What have we not talked about today? What have we not covered today? But most importantly, tell us what are you doing? You know where you can find us, Instagram, TikTok, all of that. Jump in the comments, let us know what are you guys doing? Drop us a DM, drop us, tag us in a story. Let us know what you thought of this episode. That's what we want to know. I've been Lewis from the Dope Black Dads podcast and I'll catch you on the next one. Dope Black Podcast. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.